This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Well, what a lineup we have for you today on The Masculine Journey is we actually have everybody on the mic today that is assembled in this group. And it's quite a group because we got Sam and Andy on the phone. So, you know, keeping social distancing, especially from Andy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, guilt might have something to do with today's show. And then we got, speaking of guilty, we got Rodney, we got... A pair of gyms. We don't just have Jim Graham, but we got Jim Baricki with us in the studio. How fun is that? We have Darren, the king of guilt, and yes. <laughs> you know Robbie that you might find is the Grand Duke. <laughs> is that above king? I just want to know. Am I? Am I? Am I above? Or, yeah. I don't. I don't know. But if you play chess, you know, then apparently the the Grand Duke's not involved. Okay. Meanwhile, you know, all of us inquiring minds want to know, Rodney, you picked this topic. Yeah, I didn't. God did. Oh. <laughs> it was because the way it came the way it came to me, it was not me thinking about it. It was just weird because last week when we left, Sam goes, don't forget, guys, we got to come up with a topic for, you know, next week sometime after we left, the, you know, because we had a week off, really. We had Morgan Snyder in talking about his book, Becoming a King, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, you know, we don't have to come up with a topic and think about things. It's like, oh, we just pepper Morgan with questions. You know, it was like a little bit of a week off. So, And that, by the way, it was a fantastic show, Morgan. Yes. And and Brian yeah. was with us. It's just absolutely go back and listen to the podcast, the After Hours podcast. That's yeah. great stuff. Yeah, because yeah, having good. Brian, who's been in that walk and in that, was just right. very intimate. Um, so the next day, I was just sitting outside doing some work, and I was like, I wonder what topic those guys are going to come up with, was how my mind was putting it. Because I was like, oh, they'll come up with something. And before I got the thought completely out of my head, I heard guilt. I'm like, Lord, are you, is that really what you want? Is that what you want us to talk about? And I'm like, yes, he wanted he, you to feel guilty about those guys <laughs> needing think, to find a topic. I think you're right. I don't want to admit it. <laughs> so it just kind of, I'm like, okay, well, if that's what you want to talk about, there's got to be something behind this. So then we started talking about little scripture references and things came along. And there is a song in my mind, which you'll get the bump that I thought, well, boy, Lord, I wish, really wish that song had something to do with this topic and we tie it in. 24 hours later, he's like, he's still thinking about that because it ties in. And then he kind of gave it to me. He's like, more about how it ties in and stuff. And oh, so yeah. I was like, oh. That's great radio there. Do mm-hmm. you notice how he's setting up the payoff? Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's going to bring that in the break. So stay tuned. We're going to find out what about this song. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I myself am getting anxious about this. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is an interesting topic. And, and, and my first question I asked God was like, what is there any place that I'm struggling with that? You know, and it, three or four came to my mind before I could hardly think. A- and as I was 
thinking about those and my own guilt that I still, I know the, the doctrinal issues of how to deal with guilt. And I, I understand a lot of that stuff, obviously. Maybe not obviously, but I believe <laughs> I do. But undoubtedly, there's still some issues there for me. And so as I was thinking about how I personally deal with guilt, I find myself in one of several categories, which you're going to hear from really one of my favorite movies, which is Paint Your Wagon. And so here we have a very interesting group of guilty and not guilty folks that are at the table, and they're literally at a table. Is you got Ben Rumson, who's kind of the star of the deal here, and you'll notice that Ben doesn't feel a lot of guilt. Well, Ben is an alcoholic. <laughs> Zero guilt. He doesn't have any. <laughs> and, and, and very much a womanizer and very much a thief, if you watch the movie. And so this family comes into town, and what they don't know is that Ben is actually married to this woman with his partner, played by Clint Eastwood, right? And they are both married to her, which they're, by the way, since the wife and Clint Eastwood are guilty, or they feel guilty, so they're hiding all this stuff. They've thrown the whiskey out of the house. They've moved all the ashtrays like my family used to do when my grandparents <laughs> came. You know, they throw the whiskey. All the, the wine glasses were all put up so nobody would ever know that they were there. There was no guilt involved, but all that was going on. So you have these people are feeling guilty but not doing anything about it. You got the, the people that are not feeling guilty, which is – Ben Rumson, and then the people's son, the, the, the Christians that have come into town, they have a son by the name of Horton. And Ben has gone off and taken him to a house of ill repute and to, you know, smoking cigars and drinking whiskeys. And, and he's trying to make sure the parents don't find anything about that. So obviously Ben knew there was something up. And then you got the Christian couple who they themselves don't, aren't aware of any guilt that they have in their life, but they're pretty quick to point out everybody else's. And so as you listen to this, I know you may think, I don't find myself anywhere in this group, but when I listen to myself, I find myself in every single position. Sometimes I'm judging other people because they're clearly guilty. Sometimes I'm feeling guilty about things that I shouldn't feel guilty about, and other times I'm not feeling any guilt when I absolutely should feel guilt, so here's your whole choice. Now remember, you wasn't in no tunnels, you wasn't in no saloon, and you wasn't in no... I remember. <laughs> Thank thee, Lord, the return of these friends, and the food... Shut the door, will you, Ben? For this we thank thee, Lord. Amen. 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 Will you wipe your feet off? Evening, Ben. Come sit down. Evening, Elizabeth. Well, partner, you handled Grace pretty good. Not as good as Horton did this afternoon, but pretty good. Where have you been, Horton? Uh, gold mining, Pa. Mr. Fenning, your son is one of the most natural-born gold miners that I ever met. Yes, I brought him up not to be afraid to try anything. <laughs> well, that boy tries everything. Did you know that the Fendys had a, an apple farm back in Pennsylvania? Applejack, huh? No, sir. We did not make Applejack. Then what'd you grow the apples for? Mr. Rumson, you think everything that comes out of the earth should be used to make liquor? Whenever possible, yes. You should read the Bible, Mr. Rumson. I have read the Bible, Mrs. Fenny. Didn't that discourage you about drinking? No, but it sure killed my appetite for reading. We've been telling the Fendi's what good lands all around this valley. Yes, we were thinking of settling down here. Oh, great! Yeah, that news is so great, I need a drink. Don't listen to him, he's always joking. Elizabeth, the whiskey's gone. I know, I poured it all out. You what? Out of courtesy to our guests, Ben, if you want a drink, get your... Marcus, out of this house. 
Wait a minute, Elizabeth. You can't order a man out of his own house. His house? That's right. It's his house. Mrs. Rumson is married to him? Well, she's married to the both of us. At the same time? Well, we're partners. I have never heard oh, of... Oh, shut up and sit down. Wait a minute, Ben. Don't go ordering the guests around. Why not? It's his fault in the first place. If he hadn't brought us respectability in this house, we'd still be a happily married triple. You mean to tell me there's not one drink of whiskey in this whole house? Here, Mr. Rumson, take mine. Thank you, boy. You saved my life. Gordon, how did that bottle get into your pocket? How long have you been drinking hard liquor? Well, since this afternoon. I know you don't approve, Pa, but believe me, until you've had a good cigar and a shot of whiskey, you're missing the second and third best things in life. Gordon. Where'd you take him, Ben? <laughs> what are you going to teach this boy next? Yeah. Yeah, you can see that there... <laughs> Plenty in that little in that little thing to to really wrap your head around, and so as I was trying to wrap my head around, where where is my issue the biggest? Is it that I won't admit that I'm a Ben Rumson at some level, or that I am feeling guilty about something I shouldn't feel guilty about, or am I blaming others and and being legalistic? Like, because when you think about it, everybody had a chance to love on Ben, who clearly was the pure. The most needy. He was lost as you could possibly be. Right. And so those people, they were quick to judge Ben, but they weren't quick to figure out, you know, there's a reason why Ben's getting drunk all the time, right? His, mm-hmm. his wife was more concerned about her outward appearance. And so you get all the picture. But I'm not pointing any finger except here back at me. So as I began to process that, I saw my own guilt, right? And so we'll get to that story a little bit later, but... um. Let me try Jim Baricki, <laughs> since you know he's fresh on the scene here. Is is there something in your life that you could relate to based on? I, I would have to say the the source of most of my guilt comes from selfishness. It's uh, you know uh, you, you pour out and you pour out and you pour out, you pour out to your family, you pour out to work, and, and you start getting to that pity party uh, portion where it says, "Okay, where's my turn? When's it my turn?" When when's going to be my break? When, when when is my ship going to come in? And, and you get into this pity party, and you, and you realize, you know, after you're in there for a while, how selfish you're really being, and that uh, we're all here for God's glory, not our own. And I, I that's probably where I struggle the most. And I it's that portion of you know trusting that God's got His best for me when I think I know what's best for me. And so, practically, does he come to for your rescue there? How does that, what does that feel like? Um, I am extremely blessed. You know, uh, we, we just uh, purchased a new home. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's a nicer home than I th- think I was ever going to own. And God reminds me that he is there, that he, he comes to my rescue and you know, just when I think that, you know, the, the end is here and there, there's not going to be any more, you know, God is there. He He blesses me with family. He blesses me with friends, you know. Um, so your ship kind of already did come in, but it, he's kind of reminding you in a personal way on certain levels that really you think that's kind of extravagant, isn't it? Right. And that's when the guilt comes in. <laughs> <laughs> is oh okay well i've been whining about this for so long you know and, and now it's here 
you know, I don't deserve this because I've been whining for so long. So, Sam, I know that John Lynch, you know, has this picture of sin and, and that we think it separates us from God. But f- from your perspective, can you kind of take us there? Well, you know, John Lynch does such an incredible job. I encourage people to go listen to him. You can find him on YouTube. It's not the football player. It's the other guy. But, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, you know, this, this, we feel like our sin is between keeps us away from God, that he's on the other side of our sin, but he does a great job of having a word picture of making us see that God's standing with us looking at the sin saying, son, I got your back, we're going to get to this, and we're going to get to it together. And one of those sins is feeling guilty, which we're going to find out a lot of doctrine, a lot of those things, but we also are going to have a great time at a boot camp coming up very soon, July 16th through the 19th. Go to masscountryradio.org. Our friends at MyPillow have changed over production to make masks for hospitals, but they still have plenty of products. So right now, truth listeners can buy one, get one free on most products. Pillows, Giza, bed sheets, towels, even neck pillows. If you get two of those, you'll be neck and neck. <laughs> Go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code CARGUY. Call 800-943-7096. Order Mike Lindell's book and get free shipping plus a $25 gift card for your next purchase. Use the promo code CARGUY at MyPillow.com. Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey Radio Show. I want to ask you to consider coming to a boot camp. Meet our band of brothers, meet the Masculine Journey Radio team, but more importantly, meet God there. Hear the message, experience the message that has changed hundreds of men's lives, changed their marriages, changed the way they walk with God. Hey, can you guys cease fire for a second? I'm trying to do a promo here. Coming July 17th through the 19th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to... P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. So, Rodney, here's the payoff, man. you got to share. Well, that song has just been bouncing in my head. I couldn't get it out, and then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with this guilt thing. I was like, it has everything to do with it because the only way you're ever going to get rid of it truly and be cleansed and feel good about yourself, where you're at and where you're going is through God, and he's the one that's got to be there for you. And, Lord, I need you, you know, so bad, and then just – like I said, my one defense, that's it. I, you know, I'm guilty of every other thing except for turning down your gift of Jesus Christ to me. And that's the only thing I've done right in my life. So I am going to hang on that. Ka-ching. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Big Jim. Jim Graham. That sort of led me to, I mean, that is my guilt. I don't feel like I spend time with God like I ought to. I know I need him, and I know what he's done for me. 
But, and I was picking on Robbie before the show talking about what I feel guilty about. It's, I blamed it on Robbie. We'll get to the blaming others for <laughs> your problems in a future event. But I look at his prayer life and what he's been through, and sort of like Mr. Barecki here, I say, gosh, I've really been blessed, and I don't deserve it. You know, if I do 15 minutes with Jesus in the morning, that's a that's a better than average day. And while I do, I'm still trying to figure out the praying at all times. <laughs> and, um, and I really think that's the Holy Spirit because I know I'm not doing it. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, the take the wheel. I've all throughout my life, I've known of God and believed in him, but that was plan B. That was the backup. And I still treat him that way sometimes, and that's my biggest source of guilt. So, Andy, you've been quiet in there. So how about you, buddy? Um, guilt, uh, it's something I lived with a long time uh, before I, you know, really got serious and let um, God do some work on me. And, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, those, those life-changing events that happen, those interrupters, they get you to look at things differently. And there was something I struggled with for a long time, um, lust, uh, anger, frustration, um, various things. And obviously those keep you in, in, in a lot of guilt. But those things also breed on when you know that you've got, you know, God's called you to something greater and then not being able to really fulfill that because, you know, you've got all this stuff going on. And, you know, after my separation from my wife, I really, really, you know, felt horrible. I knew I took a lot of responsibility. She, you know, let me know what my part was in it. And even though it was hard to hear, it, it caused me to really go deeper with God and really look at, um, you know, the guilt that I felt. But also then I began to realize how much guilt I projected on her or made her feel guilty or, or my my daughter. So, you know, through the, through the years, um, just kept stuck, sticking with it, constantly feeling guilty but wanting to be free from that, constantly not wanting to, you know, fail fail God. I mean, again, I had a Savior, but uh, I, I didn't have the peace that a Savior should bring, and it was because of that guilt. But God's done some great things in my heart over time. I still struggle with things. Now it's more so not so much some of the sins, even though those things are tempting and you feel guilty when you are tempted or, or sometimes fall. But I think it's also, okay, What there's something greater. God created us to be kings. We talked about that last week. We have a sphere of influence here on this earth. And you'll never be able to live that out and live as he you know, designed you to if you're carrying a lot of guilt. And that's why the enemy wants us to keep there in that guilt. And so... My heart is to, um, you know, to really fulfill what he's, the purposes and plans he has for me to, to help other people and, and speak the message that I've learned and help them out of uh, the situations they are or go help the less fortunate, whatever it may be. But as far as doing that, now now the guilt becomes, well, 
you're not doing those things. Why aren't you doing those things? You get, you get caught up in the smaller story and not the larger story and those things. So um, even though, again, I've came a long way in the feeling of guilt, I feel like there's still those things, those maybe little foxes, those things that keep you off his plan uh, for my life, it, you know, that just keeps me from fulfilling everything that he wants to do. I mean, guilt is a, is a disabler in the kingdom of God, for sure. So, Darren, you have some scripture for us that might help along these lines. Well, I mean, yeah, the scripture is full of the topic of guilt and, I mean, hundreds of verses, but we just want to make sure that our listeners are hearing and that each other that we're hearing that guilt is a very serious thing. I mean, it's it's a gift from God, number one. Um, God takes it very seriously. Even in the Old Testament, there is something called a guilt offering right there's a sin offering there's a guilt offering and and leviticus says the guilt offering is most holy and so there's a there is this precedent set very early on in scripture that we have guilt but that we need to get rid of guilt as well and so there's the old testament levitical you know system levitical sacrifices and you're told how to get rid of that guilt. And obviously in the New Testament, we find out that Jesus is both the lamb that takes the sin away, but he's also the high priest who does the offering. He's also our king. He's also our husband. His father is our father. All of those things. But so there's a uh, a ton of scripture, and we don't have time to get into all of them, but a couple of the places that <clears throat> keeping in mind that that Levitical system that we were talking about um is referenced in hebrews and so in hebrews you've got hebrews chapter 10 basically the entire chapter but the first four verses talk about guilt and the last few verses verse 19 through 22 talk about guilt and both of them don't reference guilt so much as freedom from a guilty conscience if you're in christ you're already free from the guilt there's the doctrine, okay? I'm not really talking about doctrine here. I'm talking about the practical life of, of living free of guilt because of the doctrine. And so in, in uh, Hebrews 19 or Hebrews 10, verse 22, literally, God talks about having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. So it's the conscience that God wants free. He wants it free from guilt. Well, there are a lot of practical ways to do that, and we'll talk more about that in a minute in the After Hours show, but um, it's not just about guilt we're trying to get free from. We're trying to get free from the havoc it wreaks on our conscience when we don't realize that Jesus' sacrifice was enough. All right, so getting back to the question I asked, which was, God, where am I struggling here? And very quickly, he pointed out two or three things. Yes. <laughs> they just popped right up like, you know, like daisies. Game <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, issue. <laughs> so the one that really got me, um, those people who know me well know I was in the Church of Scientology. But not only was I in the Church of Scientology, at one point in time I was in the C organization of the Church of Scientology, which is the ruling body of that church. And, yes, it's a cult, and, yes, it's very – what they're doing is entrapping people, you know, with Satan's help. 
But when you joined the Sea Organization, which was you know all about making me feel like I was kind of a big deal because I could join the Sea Organization, you have to sign a contract. And since in Scientology they believe in past lives and future lives, you sign a contract literally that's written for eternity to serve the Church of Scientology for eternity. And so having actually signed that contract, it would be hard for me to even describe to anybody how many times Satan has brought that contract back up to me and attempted to get me to feel that guilty conscience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand the doctrine and all that, you know, but all that other stuff. It's just, I struggle with it. And of course, I get calls if you're in Scientology at some point in your life, especially if you're in the C organization, you're going to get a call about once a week from somebody trying to get you back in. And so I get this quite frequently, and as, so as I was talking to Jesus about this very thing this morning, because, again, this show brought it up, like, here's an opportunity to deal with something, Robbie. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says to me, yeah, you, you still feel this obligation to the contract that you signed. He said, I don't know if you ever thought about this, Robbie, but you are truly serving the Church of Scientology like you never have. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That is, as those people call you every, you know, time they call you, you attempt to share with them life, where they're headed in a trip to death, and, and so in your own way, you know, yeah, you signed a contract for eternity, but in your own way, you're serving like you've never been able to serve before. And I thought, wow, that's absolutely practical. I mean, Jesus was really just very compassionate to me, and, and as I was thinking about, um. You know, the way he he helped you with Eli, Sam, um, that, that he's not just about helping you out doctrinally or making you free, but he, he's working on your conscience. Oh, yeah. You know, for me, and I shared a little bit on the air before, you know, I, I what I struggle with guilt-wise is, you know, how I handled myself before I really found, you know, the freedom through healing, the freedom through restoration, the freedom through God's work in my life. I've been a Christian for a long time, but I was an unhealed Christian. I was a a Christian just kind of walking around in name and not really living in the practice. And, And so one of the things that I feel guilty about a lot still is how I was before I really started to, to walk in the message of healing and restoration and, and inviting God to do that in my life. And and it comes back primarily to my kids, you know, how I've hurt them over the years, you know, emotionally or uh, being distant. And God came after that at the last boot camp. I did a talk, and Eli said, hey, can we have a talk? And, and we really got into some healing and restoration in our relationship, and God knew my heart needed that. So we are done with this show, but the After Hours is coming. We're going to get a chance to hear about Darren Sin. And <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> maybe a little Rodney Sin. We got a lot of Sin coming and some other clips, but you got to go listen to the podcast. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org while you're there. Register for the upcoming boot camp coming, as we've talked about, July 16th through the 19th. How fun. We want to see you there. So, after hours, remember that.